Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that efforts refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 8th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Man, liberty takes a lot of work, doesn't it? Wow. I'll tell you what, quick recap of yesterday's broadcast, and then we'll launch straight into the hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use that we're known for. By the way, it is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled, we're taking America back, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time for ride day. You got to dig that? The recap starts now. We talked about the Liberty Conference coming up October 22nd and 23rd, Friday and Saturday at the Salt, Pal- Salt Palace in Salt Lake City. If you go to the website and use Liberty as your code, you get 50 bucks off. Where do you go? WeCanAct.net. Get it done. Incredible guests from there. Uh, we talked to Jason Cisneros, who's an entrepreneur, speaker, philanthropist, and a whole lot more. He's a warrior fighting against human trafficking, fighting against domestic abuse in the home, and a whole lot more. He basically says, I'm building an army to ease human suffering. Amen to that plan. We'll help all we can with that. We also had Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com with us, doing a phenomenal job. Honest Money Report, gold and silver updates, and a whole lot more. We talked about, can I quote, single trillion dollar coin? Save the U.S. from default, ladies and gentlemen. Mint the coin. They say an absurd solution to an absurd problem, writes Washington Post. The only absurdity is that we think that fiat currencies work. We know every nation that's tried it has eventually failed and melted down. Why do we think we're any different? The Constitution, the supreme law of the land, suggests, well, let me say it differently. It mandates the use of only gold and silver quinnage. Why we violate that in America today is beyond me. We ought to return to the supreme law of the land. But there you have it. It's a, just a, an outrage. Uh, our guest slash co-host coming up says, hey, man, what if we make a balsa wood coin? You know, two can play that game. What happens, by the way, if Congress doesn't agree to raise the debt ceiling? They want you to believe it's a meltdown of epic proportions. And I agree that it would be. But I also say to do nothing and add insult to injury and pile more debt on the next generation only makes it worse for them. At some point, the cows will come home. The rooster will come home to roost. Uh, you will be forced to stop the swig from the economic bottle of false, false prosperity. You will have a comeuppance. There's no way around it, ladies and gentlemen. So the only question is when and how bad will it be when it goes down? That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live. Hour two, we had a guest on Joshua Phillips, an award-winning investigative journalist with the EpicTimes.com, doing a phenomenal job. Um, he's also the host of the Crossroads program on Epic TV. So check that out. Josh is also a recognized expert on unrestricted warfare. That's a term that, hey, is used by the communist Chinese to say, look, everything is really a war. Everything we're going to work on getting the upper hand on, whether it's peaceful or not, 
There is an agenda behind it. And he's an expert on U.S.-China relations as well. So Sam and Josh discuss all things relating to China. Great interview, by the way. We also talked about Glenn Beck says electricity shortages in China means empty shelves are coming to us in America. I pray he's wrong. Predict he's right. By the way, China doubled funding on genetic instruments to contain COVID months before cases and spreading of corona was announced. So they had a heads up. It's been around a lot longer, just like we told you that it was. People mocked us back in the day, but now evidence bears us correct once again. Do you know about the CPP? That's the communist, the Chinese Communist Party, uh, the United Work Front Department. Yeah. Anyway, the Chinese are really um, overwhelming every aspect of our society. It's a sad, sad tale to tell. And sadly, in America, we're carrying out the communist propaganda, the communist agenda, literally wholesale in America, sad but true. Go look at the 10 planks of the Communist Manifesto and tell me how many of them are alive and well in America today. Anyway, I digress. California, I'm sorry, Colorado, that's Colorado, refusing organ transplants to those without vaccines. So the hostility, the hatred continues. They say we're into hate speech. What about when you say to somebody, because I don't agree with you on a vaccine discussion, we're just flat out going to deny you an organ transplant. We don't care if you die. Talk about hate, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. right there in your hospitals. Not kidding. Anthony Fauci funded scientists who plan to create a novel, novel coronavirus in 2018. WND.com with that piece. I'm just telling you, you can't make this stuff up. Los Angeles now passes one of the strictest. U.S. COVID-19 vaccination mandates in history. The Epic Times with that piece. We also talked about a group of Senate Republicans, along with the, quote, House Freedom Caucus, sent a letter to top health care officials now in the Biden administration, accusing them of simply ignoring early treatments that could save lives. The Daily Caller has learned the details, and they're just saying, hey, you know what? Why are you downplaying the importance and the utility of early COVID-19 treatments. We we know that's been going on. That's why I say they want to kill us. They want us to die. It's evident. And now you've literally got the House Freedom Caucus along with a bunch of senators sending a letter to the top brass saying, we know that you guys are withholding early treatments, downing early treatments, dismissing them, making uh, all these early treatments hard to obtain, et cetera. What are you doing? You're killing people. Lives are at stake. Even the top brass in America is admitting what we've been telling you for quite some time now. Biden, by the way, spends another billion dollars to ramp up production of at-home COVID-19 tests, USA Today. So while this is going on and you're denied early treatment, they got a billion dollars for more testing. So you can say, yeah, you're sick and yeah, you have the coronavirus and well, the hospitals are too full for you. And if you don't get a vaccine, we don't even care if you die. Rand Paul, quote, I have an urgent warning for all of you. The pandemic is permanent. Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci are planning to keep you under the thumb of COVID restrictions forever. Why do we say that? Joe Biden now saying it's going to take 98% vaccination rates at least. They're never going to achieve that, folks, never. And on top of that, Anthony Fauci saying, I don't even know if you can celebrate Christmas with your family this year. We'll have to wait and see is if he has authority to decide who you spend your Christmas with. Wow, ladies and gentlemen. So you can go to all kinds of, you know, Barack Obama parties or 
<clears throat> you know, whatever you want to. But if you go for Christmas, I don't know there. See, I mean, these people have lost their minds. They're drunk with power. Pfizer scientists in undercover videos now admit that natural immunity better than vaccination immunity. They're admitting it. They know the truth. And peer-reviewed documents destroys lockdowns now. One of the greatest failures in modern history, this lockdown. Turns out peer-reviewed papers show how bogus it was. They just added insult to injury, just like we told you from the very start. And that's a recap of the broadcast that's still available online. It was yesterday's show, live, of course. But if you go to libertyroundtable.com or lovingliberty.net, the archives are there. It's free, live, and on demand. Spread the word. Share it with your neighbors. And with LovingLiberty.net, incredible talk shows around the clock. Check that out as well. If you have the heart to donate, please do. Every penny will help us grow our presence in the media. There is an iPhone and an Android phone app that you can download at LovingLiberty.net as well. Live and on-demand radio. You can get the archives whenever you like. Live shows and more. You can follow the Twitter feed. It's just a fantastic app available now, once again, free. And that's a recap of yesterday's show. News the Network's refused to use starts now. Chris Carlson with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Howdy, howdy. Oh, wait. That was the wrong one. Hey, Kurt. Without God's... <laughs> Sorry. I just had a, a momentary flashback. Without God, Sam, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. Amen to that. I sure appreciate it. Delighted to have you on the radio with me. There's so much to discuss when it comes to all things liberty. I want to bring up a couple of quick headlines before the segment break. First one, abortions after six weeks of pregnancy resume in Texas after judge blocks new law. So I don't get this. They tried to go to the Supreme Court who said, hey, we're not going to touch this. The law went into effect, but now the Biden administration and others have found a judge to block it temporarily. Now some clinics are murdering babies still. Some clinics are holding off to see what happens here. This is disaster in America when you literally have, what, the Supreme Court saying we won't touch it and then other judges blocking it and states are losing sovereignty to the feds. And I mean, this is disaster, Chris. It makes me it makes me wonder, Sam, how the people can justify giving one individual, a judge in a black robe, so much power over their lives. I mean, why don't they just say uh, thanks, but no thanks? You know, we'll continue to protect the lives of the unborn innocent children in our state, regardless of what uh, injunctions or decrees you hand down from the bench. This is this is ridiculous. It's called nullification, Sam, and we need to start exercising the prerogative as far as that's concerned. And the fine people, my, my daughter. Especially when pro-life is the issue and literally the most innocent lives among us are at stake. That's the time to nullify now, Chris. Otherwise, their innocent blood, guess whose hands uh, that innocent blood is now on? The fine people from Texas, and two of those fine people are my daughter and son-in-law. They live in Dallas. So, and I'm sure that they, you know, they obviously wouldn't agree with what's going on as far as the, the decrees are concerned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, a whole lot more news that was refused to use straight ahead. I, Sam Bushman, along with Chris Carlson, on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? 
Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Carlson, Sam Bushman, live on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. So yeah, this abortion uh, halt if you will. Abortions after six weeks of pregnancy resume in Texas after Judge Block's new law. Uh, it's a shame, ladies and gentlemen, and we need to push back, and we need to do it now. We don't need to just wait on the courts and act like some robe thug, you know, can decide everything on the planet. You know, the judiciary was supposed to be the weakest branch of government, and in rare cases, uh, we were supposed to go to the courts to resolve uh, issues. Uh, that was when we felt like the executive branch was out of control or the legislative branch uh, was out of control. But look, this is the law in Texas, and the Supreme Court refused to touch it. That ought to be enough. But now we need to nullify now, especially on that point. All right, another uh, tidbit headline you might not have heard is now Biden to, quote, restore three national monuments, including Bears Ears. That's the Escalante Monument, if you will, uh, in Utah. In Utah, uh, that was reduced by Trump. So Trump made a big fanfare, came to Utah, shrunk the national monuments i appreciate that but now biden just uh, is going to put it all back the way it was the way clinton had it chris all right anyway we'll work on getting chris in the meantime this is an example uh, in my opinion okay uh this this is an example where we need to just simply nullify now and say look it's utah land we're not going to let the feds control this land they have no authority no right whatsoever Go look in your Constitution for the United States of America and look at the list of the reasons the federal government can even 
have land and how they must obtain land to get it in the first place. And you know what? These monuments are not in the list at all. Therefore, Utah should just simply say, look, you're not welcome on our land. You come on our land and we're simply going to arrest you and put you in the clink. But you know what? States don't have any guts because they're all on the dole receiving, you know, fiat money from the federal government. So they don't have the guts to stand up. But anyway, Biden reversed Trump on this issue, Chris. Well, that must be the biggest arsenal or dockyard that we've ever seen uh, outside of uh, the boundaries of Washington, D.C., because you're right, it's not in the Constitution. And if Donald Trump had articulated the principle, Sam, behind why he uh, minimized the size of Bears Ear Monument, maybe the people would have understood why he did it. Instead, he just did it and didn't articulate the constitutional principle underlining his decision. So now we don't know why it was a good decision that he made, constitutionally speaking, uh, among a thousand other things that he did that were good, but he didn't articulate the principle, the eternal principle behind those decisions. Otherwise, the people might have been enlightened and educated enough to oppose it now when Biden is reversing all the good things that he did. That's my issue, Tom. I mean, Sam. Sorry. Yeah, and my response is reducing it was constitutionally better than not reducing it, but what he should have done is abolished all lands that the federal government is controlling that they have no authority or right to at all and the only person really articulating this that i know on the national stage right now besides me is ammon bundy running for governor for the great state of idaho saying look i'll abolish all their lands that they pretend they have control of look they're manipulating control of it they don't have ownership of those lands it's not federal government land go look at your supreme law to, to prove it and so I think that, you know, Trump did better than most presidents. At least he tried to do something. But again, it just gets reversed. And as long as we have these, quote, executive orders that really just have um, no real law, people carry them out because it's the executive and people think they're important. So you shrink it, you grow it, you shrink it, you grow it. But you're just admitting that presidents have authority over this when you do that. The truth is neither president has authority over these lands, period, end of paragraph. And any president messing with it or designating these lands at all should be arrested for treason. It's not their branch of government on the federal level. The states have dual sovereignty. There's every reality check to stop this if we just insist on the supreme law, Chris. And it needs not go any higher than the local sheriffs. The sheriffs could do that based on the constitutional, which they swore an oath to before God. Of course, most sheriffs uh, are probably not uh, courageous enough to do that. I don't blame them. They'd get a lot of kickback, not only from the federal government, but from the um, state governments. I mean, pushback, not kickback. Yeah, uh, but the state should do something about it. They have a lot more authority to do something about that, and they would probably be re respected by the people of those respective states. And it's called nullification again, and it's completely and totally within the powers that the states possess. They wouldn't be violating any federal laws. In fact, the, the, they would be violating federal law if they didn't do that, Sam. So it's an obligation, not only a power, but also a, a moral obligation on the parts of the executives and the legislatures of their respective states. And it just frustrates the heck out of me. And I've told my legislator, hey, you need to start nullifying unconstitutional mandates from the federal government. And he, in principle, agrees with me, but he hasn't done anything uh, to fulfill that expectation on the part of constitutionally minded people, Sam, and it just frustrates me. Well, it's going to frustrate you because we're going to have more and more violations, ladies and gentlemen, as time goes on. I wish it wasn't so. Uh, but we don't have anybody really even standing up for the Constitution, except for a few of us talk show hosts and a few good people. But for the most part, 
Uh, we don't have much of that going on. Our prayers are with the land. Our prayers are with the pro-life issues. Our prayers are with honest money. All those things matter a whole lot. But you know what? When states get tyrannical and abusive, like California, businesses simply start to leave. Yep, they vote with their own dollars as they leave. Turns out Tesla now relocating its headquarters from Palo Alto, California to Austin, Texas. Now, I appreciate going to Austin, but you got one liberal city to another liberal city. But at least Texas is more uh, economically viable and has a business-friendly climate way more than California. So uh, Elon Musk and uh, Tesla rolling to Texas and leaving California, Chris. A lot of cheap labor coming in from south uh, on the border there, Sam. And, uh, you know, enjoy the, the red state status of Texas while you can. Again, my daughter and son-in-law live there in Dallas, but... Uh, it's not going to last. The, the way Joe Biden is turning his back on the border and allowing illegal immigration just flood in like a huge flood. Uh, and like I say, en- enjoy the red state status there as long as it lasts because it will not last. And they're making a concerted and very highly organized effort to try to flood that state with people that eventually will become citizens and will vote Democrat, not Republican. Not that the Republicans are much better, Sam, of course. But that's too bad. And I, I hope he enjoys success. A lot of people are buying Teslas nowadays, including friends of mine. Well, there you have it. Um, it's just interesting to see what's happening in America, though. I mean, you're, uh, pe- all the things that we've been talking about for the last, I don't know how many years, 20-plus <laughs> years or more, um, are starting to come to fruition. You know, we told you people are going to start leaving states. As these states get more and more tyrannical, people are just not going to take it, right? And, and we people laughed at us and said, oh, come on now. You know, California is a great place. It's where Disneyland is. It's this. It's that. And now the people are being forced to take vaccinations just to be in the school, even private schools. And then you've got employers being forced to this. And Tesla can't do that. And businesses are just regulated and ratcheted out. You know what? All these things that we've been telling you eventually will happen are starting to happen so the three national monuments trump reduced the size of gone the pro-life agenda that texas is pushing for you know shut down by a single robe thug tesla now leaving california saying man we've got thousands of jobs available now in texas see ya bank of america now increases minimum wage to 21 dollars an hour they say as wage shortages push up compensation usa today with the article and at the same time it says this the same week, Wells Fargo said banks will cut 100,000 jobs due to automation. So, yeah, they're increasing labor costs because they have to temporarily. But, folks, they're working on automation to jettison all this. So you might have a temporary wage hike. It's not really a minimum wage because it's not law. But, hey, every one of these big corporations, Amazon, uh, you know, these big banks and stuff like that, Bank of America, Whenever they lift wages, it forces everyone to lift wages. And now it's getting hard to even hire people at 15 bucks an hour because there's so many jobs out there. And the employee has the upper hand right now. Employers are struggling to fill positions, and they're ever increasingly having to increase dollars to get it done. Now, that wouldn't be so bad if it was really the free market, folks. But it's not. What's happening is you got the government literally you know, funding people and giving people stipends to not work and to stay home and... You know, you've got all kinds of things that are changing the game. You don't have to pay your rent. Nobody can kick you out because they have these landlord, you know, 
emergency laws due to COVID. I mean, you've got all kinds of, in my opinion, moral hazard manipulating the markets, causing the very crisis we're talking about. But hey, if you're going to go to work at well or at uh, Bank of America, you can get 21 bucks an hour to start out. Now that's well over 40 grand a year. Inflation at a 30-year high. When we get back, we'll have Chris Carlson respond to that as well. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. I am Sam Bushman. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Senate voted to increase the debt ceiling by nearly a half a trillion dollars in a partisan 50-48 vote on Thursday. The Senate raised the debt limit through December 3rd. The U.S. Navy is reporting a nuclear submarine. The USS Connecticut hit an object while submerged in international waters in the vast Indo-Pacific region, injuring some of the crew. The Navy did not elaborate on what the vessel collided with or the exact location of the incident. Fewer than 15 sailors suffered minor injuries, such as bruises and cuts. Two of the injuries were described as moderate. Tesla CEO Elon Musk announced at a shareholders meeting on Thursday that the Tesla headquarters will move from Palo Alto, California to Austin, Texas. Tesla isn't the first tech company to leave California. Oracle and Hewlett-Packard Enterprises moved their headquarters from Silicon Valley to Texas in December of 2020. USA Radio News. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call Call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. One would think multi-million dollar contracts for playing basketball in the National Basketball Association would be enough to cover the bills. To nearly 20 players, it was not enough, and they're now being investigated for insurance fraud. Tim Berg from the Phoenix, USA, Radio News Bureau, explains. At least 19 individuals, all but one former NBA player, face charges of insurance fraud under the NBA's Health and Welfare Benefit Plan. U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, Audrey Strauss, explains how much money was claimed and how much of it was paid out. The 19 charged defendants submitted approximately $3.9 million in false claims. The plan paid out $2.5 million to the defendants. Strauss goes on to say the alleged mastermind behind the scheme, Terrence Williams, received around $230,000 in kickbacks. Happy Friday, my friend. We are USA Radio News.
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know what? Tesla relocating from California to Texas. The business environment is just too communistically hostile in California. Bank of America increases their wages to $21 an hour due to labor shortage. But at the same time, banks say they're going to lay off 100,000 people pretty soon because they got automation. Wow, you're having a serious problem going on here, uh, Chris. Yeah, the automation part. um, But automation is actually a net positive for the economy, Sam, if you think about it. Uh, Do you know what the broken window fallacy is? The broken window fallacy states that... um, because more uh, more demand for workers creates more jobs, which creates economic stimulation. In theory and on paper, that sounds good, but that doesn't mean we should go around breaking windows just so that we can create jobs. Because the net gain in the economy is zero, if you think about it. So automation is actually good. Do you see how the two connect there, Sam? Automation is actually good. It may displace some workers temporarily, but overall, goods and services then become cheaper as a result of automation. So they become more accessible to more consumers. So automation is good, is what I'm saying. That's my final point on that. Because there, there's always demand for other work elsewhere. You don't have to work at that particular factory. And then once you reestablish yourself in a job, then you've got uh, means whereby you can buy uh, goods and services that are now cheaper because of automation. It actually drives prices down and makes it more available for the general public. There you have it. I completely agree. And, you know, again, there's always been disruptors uh, in society, in life, in the workforce, in the, in the um, interplay between supply and demand or the balance between employer and employee. You know, there's always been that kind of disruption and change. Uh, as people uh, d- discover new products, new capabilities, new processes, etc., etc., and every time that change happens, something else um, becomes available. You know, so you say, "Well, man, we have the industrial revolution." That's right. We have the digital revolution. That's right. And all these things change. So pretty soon, you don't have maybe jobs doing what um, people did then. Now you got robots doing it, or whatever you want to say, or automation doing it. But you've got people that have got to maintain the automation equipment. You've got people that have got to program and create the automation equipment. You've got to build the equipment. You've got to program it. You've got to maintain it. You got to, All those jobs are still available, and they're higher-paying jobs than the jobs that were replaced. Maybe there's not quite as many of them, uh, but there's other jobs that it'll come to being. For example, hey, we've automated this process. Now it's better. Let's see who can improve it. So there's inventors and people building better mousetraps, and the list goes on and on and on uh, about the changes in economic reality. But supply and demand... Uh, is really important. And anything that disrupts or manipulates that is not good. So we'll um, move forward with that. But I just thought that was worthy of discussion. Those are some headlines that, you know, you're going to see in the news, but you won't get the real scoop on if you don't listen to Liberty Roundtable live. All right, early history of the militarized surveillance state. The American people have been the enemy for quite some time, even though it's only becoming evident to most people now, Chris. Yes, sir. So in 1957, there was a sea change in government. There was the creation of an organization called ARPA. And I'm sure we've all all heard of either ARPA or DARPA. DARPA still exists. So ARPA is an acronym for Advanced Research Project Agency. And in 1957, uh, Neil McElroy 
Secretary of Defense under President Eisenhower said that Congress as an organization uh, would need to cut through government red tape and create a public-private vehicle of pure military science to push the frontiers of military technology and develop vast weapon systems of the future. So I say it was a sea change. It was kind of a, a paradigm shift because we had just fought World War II and we won World War II because of advanced technology and weaponry, Sam. But uh, Neil... McElroy, or McElroy, I think that's probably the correct pronunciation, Secretary of Defense, uh, he saw uh, a paradigm shift uh, opportunity for the American government to fight wars more psychologically rather than materially or militarily. Um, so he, he um, pushed for the creation of a private public sector um, innovation in government and this is extremely dangerous because whenever you create a private uh, public partnership you get the worst of both worlds you get and I'll just read word for word when you combine the secrecy of the private sector Sam that's the private part with the money printing monopoly of the public sector that's the government part you get the worst of both worlds public private partnerships always result in tyranny yeah, but anyway, it, it sounded good to President Eisenhower at the time. It sounded good to Congress, and they went ahead and and they they passed DARPA. So or, or ARPA it wasn't it wasn't Defense Advanced Research uh, Project Agency at that time. They added that later on. So now you've got a financing arm that could basically there was that for which there was no oversight, and that that's one of the problems. There was no over, congressional oversight. Well, technically there was, but there wasn't that could spend money in the private sector developing technologies that would eventually come back and bite us. And we're experiencing the consequences of ARPA today in the fact that the government literally has dossiers on every man, woman, and child in this country, and they know exactly what we're up to. They know exactly where our loyalties are. They know exactly who we voted for. They know exactly what we would do if anything ever got out of hand in this country, and they've got our eyes on us. So that was kind of the beginning of the the whole idea of what would uh, develop into the ARPANET and eventually into the Internet. Okay? So, so the well, Internet... Well, you got to think about the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. This is the Fourth Amendment 101 kind of stuff, but... It, Look, everything they're doing uh, literally has an eye on violating all that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the, it's kind of a gray line for some people, not for me and you, Sam. You know, we understand that anytime the government can access information through uh, our Facebook post or our, you know, our private banking transactions or, or whatever type of um, activities we perform on the Internet, we know when the government collects categorizes and creates profiles on us that is a violation of the fourth amendment but uh you know over the years people well i mean what's the constitution according to george w bush it's a gd piece of paper right so the constitution uh definitely applies but from from the very beginning from the the mid 60s is when they were starting to uh, collect information on the american public so JCR Licklider is, is uh, 
known as the father of the ARPANET or the father of the internet. Okay, so J.C.R. Licklider was was a psychologist. Uh, while working at MIT, Licklider became acquainted with the uh, the work of Norbert Wiener. And we got we've got to know who Norbert Wiener is before we can understand who um, J.C.R. Licklider. Have you ever heard those names, Sam? Yes. Okay, so Norbert Wiener is um, the founding father of cybernetics. So cybernetics, I'm going to give you a quick definition, the merging of man and machine. Uh, I've got a more expansive definition here. Um, basically, if you can dream of using cybernetics to create a controlled utopian society, a perfectly well-oiled system where computers and people were integrated into a cohesive whole, managed and controlled to ensure security and prosperity. That's kind of cybernetics in a nutshell. People who think they can control society um, through control of information. And by the way, <laughs> this isn't just a thinking. It's proven that a lot of this has validity. It's not a scientific fact, but it's more than a supposition. Uh, it's more than just a, a, an opinion or a hypothesis or even a theory at this point. There is truth that significant manipulation of people can be had re related to information. Exactly. Okay, and because it ties you can't right in make decisions in a vacuum. You can't make informed decisions without information, without the facts, without knowing. And so you can be manipulated into. They can propagandize you over time uh, and deceive you on true principle, etc. So uh, this is not just a theory is the point, Chris. Oh, no. I mean, it's operational today. You think about the, the younger generation, how, how blind they have become to constitutional principles, even compared to the older generation, and we, we can't brag of much knowledge of the Constitution ourselves. And it's even worse with those that uh, have been going through the public school systems and have been raised on Facebook and uh, Twitter, and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, so Norbert Wiener, and he worked for MIT along with Licklider, he wrote a book in 1940, way back in 1948, called Cybernetics, Control and Communication in the Animal and Machine. And he was the biggest cheer. He's actually the founding father of cybernetics. And we'll talk a little bit about Hang him tight, ladies and gentlemen. A whole lot more coming in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Chris Carlson on your radio. With God, we can never... We can only win. Without God, we can only lose. Quick pause on your radio. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious business. These names are people that you need to hear, you need to know of. Okay? After popularizing cybernetics, hey, these people have really moved forward. Uh, you hear about these things in the 40s and 50s. That's when this stuff started. Think about it. They're almost 100 years later in their development of how to manipulate people. How to give the, you the wrong information so that you then become their pawns to carry out their will. Most people in America now are communists and socialists because they've been doing this for nigh unto a hundred years. We're talking three generations now, Chris. And the only reason that they didn't implement it in the 30s and 40s is because the technology was not yet available. And that's where J.C.R. Licklater comes in. So after a while, Norbert Wiener... You know, he was the visionary behind cybernetics. He wrote a a, a pamphlet, well, more, more than just a pamphlet. It was a like almost a book called Cybernetics, Control, and Communication in the Animal and Machine. He eventually, Sam, became uh, wise to the potential danger of such a system. And then he uh, made a 180-degree reversal in his position of uh, of a cybernetic world. And he started warning people, hey, this, this could get out of control get out of control and become dangerous. But J.C.R. Licklider was radicalized by Wiener's cybernetics vision. Where Wiener saw danger, uh, Licklider saw opportunity. And I'm quoting from the book right now. Um, what is difficult to convey in a few words is the almost messianic view carried by J.C.R. Licklider, the father of the internet, of the potential for advances in the use of computers, the way people could relate to computers and the resultant impact on how people would come to make decisions. And if we're not there today, Sam, I don't know if we'll ever get there because we are there today. Uh, computers are dictating to us the paradigm into which most people now uh, think and act. Believe it or not, especially people that are on Facebook, that are on Twitter, um, in those other social media platforms because they are censoring them to the point where you only see the things that our government wants you to see at the expense of constitutional principles and our Christian foundation. And that's why we're in the mess that we're in today, Sam. So did you want to say something about that? Or should we yeah, go into I just, student just want to mention the early history of the, quote, militarized surveillance state started with precursors to the Internet. But it started with the um, research. It started with the understanding of what could be done 
if they had the tools. And they literally implemented a lot of it by using the media and using what tools they had then. But over time, they have advanced the tools via the Internet primarily uh, through Intel Corp. Or, I'm sorry, InQtel Corp., which is a uh, arm of the CIA, uh, through DARPA, through the Department of Defense. Uh, and they've basically partnered with universities and private sector big tech companies, companies that come from colleges that are nobodies at first. Then they're made big tech companies by government, black op money funding, and they literally created technology around this idea of manipulation and control. And now they have used their technology to implement their wildest dreams. They're beyond their wildest dreams now. But the fact is they, meaning the deep state in bed with big tech, in bed with whatever you want to say, the early history movers and shakers, they have declared the American people the enemy. They want exactly. to take down everything and hold dear because they've been radicalized to believe in a communist mindset. And the people must be manipulated and controlled to take down the greatest, freest country on the face of the earth. And we look to God as our founding fathers did. Their goal is to supplant and replace God. This is the Tower of Babel, Tower of Babel, <laughs> I joke, uh, really moved forward, implemented by technology. They want to put themselves above God, and they're using technology and control of we the people to do it. Uh, and we're the, we're the enemies in the crosshairs, Chris. That's what I would and say about it. Exactly. Everything you said is absolutely spot on, Sam. And to add insult to injury, let me add this. They are making us pay for our own demise. You, you mentioned InQtel, and we've talked about this before, Sam. InQtel is, is another funding um, arm of the federal government. And people, I hear people all the time say, well, Google and Facebook and YouTube and uh, Twitter, they're all private companies. They can uh, censor us as much as they want. No, that's not true, Sam. They were funded by us, the taxpayers. And that's the most frustrating point I'm, I try to get across to people through InQtel, through uh, the Atlantic Council, through DARPA. Uh, they're not. Pro you can't receive government money and then claim that you're a private organization and can do whatever you want. <laughs> That's not true. And then, it, so it isn't true. And what is true is everything we point out. Then they basically claim we're guilty of peddling fake news or propaganda, and then they declare us an enemy of the state. Yep. And that's why we say the people are the enemy. Anybody who, um, you know, what puts up a warning bell or raises the flag of, wait a minute, hold on now, or brings the, is dubbed a terrorist. Their information is blocked. And my response is, if they're on the up and up, if they genuinely have the best interest of the people in mind, why not let the free exchange of ideas have their sway? Okay? No, I'm because... not afraid of them peddling their agenda. Let's expose it. Let's have a transparent, open discussion an open debate. Let's create the Federalist and Anti-Federalist Papers equivalent of modern big tech controlling our lives in bed with the military and the collegiate world. Let's have an open discussion about the history of what they've planned, what they've done, and how they've plotted and created technology to back up their agenda. Okay, let's have an open, transparent discussion. They'll never have it because they know full well the truth will come out and the American people will side with us. They will realize they've yeah. been betrayed by the very people they've funded with their tax dollars and trusted. But all this is made possible by fiat money. Without fiat money, they could never have accomplished this to date either, Chris. Yep, that's why I say that the Federal Reserve System is, is the root. I wouldn't say the root of all evil, 
but it's certainly one of the major driving forces of the deep state today because without that money, Sam, without the ability to just print it with reckless abandon, they couldn't be getting away with what they're getting away with today. They would have to actually have to tax us, and then we would wake up and say, whoa, why are you taxing us so much? But we will be taxed through through inflation uh, to our to their heart's content. And we don't even recognize what's happening to us. We don't realize that's the result of this corrupt monetary system under which we now toil. And yes, we are the enemy. The men who ran the domestic war room kept records not unlike those maintained by their counterparts in the computerized war rooms in Saigon. Now, I refer to Saigon because originally ARPA was created to win the war that we were then waging in Vietnam. And we were actually waging that earlier than it was declared. Well, it was, it was never declared. That's true. But but, but, but the point the is, cannons, earlier than it was... Hold on. Before it was even on the radar of the American people via the media, though, is the point. We had, we had military advisors there in the late 50s uh, helping the French to defeat the Viet Cong. People don't realize. They, they thought the Vietnam War started in 1965 when it officially did start. But all this technology was justified in the eyes of the military-industrial complex because we were fighting a war, and that war soon became cycle. You should see the list, Sam, of all of the, the murderous operations, and I've got a list of them right here. Uh, Project Agile, the Phoenix program, you've probably heard of that, that, that murdered over 20,000 people in Vietnam. Project ComCom, Project Cam, Project Camelot, um, the Combat Development Test Center in Thailand. I mean, there are huge stories behind all of these projects that basically uh, were psychological anti they called them anti-insurgency to make it sound legit. But what they were is they were brainwashing programs to try, and they were testing these um, technologies on the Vietnamese people so that they could bring them home and eventually uh, turn the guns on us and create... Um, create compliance on the part of the American people. But, but Viet the Vietnam War, I've often wondered, you know, what was the military-industrial complex trying to do with the uh, Vietnam War? Because obviously we didn't accomplish anything positive. But then I realized as I did, did this study, Sam, they were testing these psychological weapons on the Vietnamese people to just see how they would respond so that they could fine-tune their weapons when they turned the cannons on us, which they are now doing. So we are the enemy. Uh, in fact, in their uh, communications, they often use militarized terms like billeted, like targets. On, and these are, these are inner city um, protesters. Um, you know, you, you remember, um, oh, there was a program that, that Mert actually uh, targeted people in the, um, in the civil rights movement. And they use this military language and they use these psychological weapons as if the American people were the enemy and we still are. So that's kind of the, one of the points I wanted to make. Um, do you want to talk about student protests <clears throat> in 1969? Yeah, because I think this plays into it. What happens is you get these mindless Americans that have been propagandized, cybersonetics, manipulation of all, to the point where they're just literally running with the limited, controlled propaganda they've been given and then they're literally led to action and that action ladies and gentlemen has consequences chris yes and interestingly enough now we've all heard about the student protest at stanford and um the various colleges around the nation against the vietnam war 
and we were led to believe if you look at all the documentary the pbs series and all that you know these were protests primarily against our presence in vietnam you know we shouldn't be there we're killing innocent people and that was all true what i have not learned until just recently reading the book that i read to do the research on on this segment sam is that they were actually protesting at mit and at harvard and at stanford against the development of the arpanet the precursor to the internet and here are some of the some of the positions that the students were maintaining um they they were they were uh displaying uh, protest signs that said computerized people manipulation and the blatant prostitution of social science for the aim of the war machine until the military social science complex is eliminated social scientists will aid the enslavement rather than the liberation of mankind and when, as i read these i thought i never knew that those college campus protests sam were directed against the development of this huge project called the darpanet yeah but let me tell you why internet. Because the propaganda made it all about race. The propaganda made it all about, hey, a bunch of whacked out hippie kids are going berserk and they all want to get naked and have free love and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And, and it's all about gays and it's all about this and it's all about police brutality. And, it's all about, and they had every excuse under the book except for reporting what many of the students knew. That's my and point is it was propagandized. Now, the problem is the students are railing against something that they know not what they're railing against either. And so they're manipulated to, the, uh, to this. There's nothing wrong with computers. See, that's the problem. There's nothing wrong with technology. It's how it's used and it's in whose hands that matter, right? And so, again, exactly. they're deceived, too, complaining against technology. They're running around going, computers are the enemy. Stop them. Well, not to common sense people. They're not the enemy. See, and so the, the students were half right, half deceived. The propaganda from the media uh, obliterated the real discussion entirely. Uh, and the fact is the project went on. And now we have big tech, and now Congress in theater is acting like they're going to rein it in and stop it. But remember, their government's the one that built it with the funds that, well, Congress allowed fiat money to be black op money that created the whole thing. There you have it. Sorry if we don't have more time, Chris, but thank you so much for all that you do, sir. Uh, wrap it up, buddy. Yes, Sam, without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in that fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving Americans everywhere, continuing our duty, sir. God bless you and all that you do. Ladies and gentlemen, God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for October the 8th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life liberty and property and to promote god family and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers yes indeed we use the blueprint for liberty the supreme law of the land the constitution 
for the United States of America. That is our guide. We're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. As you know, it's a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, have we got a, in my opinion, great guest for you today. First off, I want to let you remember the Liberty Conference coming up in Salt Lake City, Utah at the Salt Palace. It will be the Liberty Conference 2021, if you will, October 22nd and 23rd. Friday and Saturday, um, WeCanAct.net is the website, WeCanAct.net, promo code LIBERTY, gets you a discount and more. And uh, so we got a lot, a lot, a lot to cover on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Our guest now, Mike Miller. And Mike How are you doing, is involved Sam? with a group called Warriors for Ranchers, ladies and gentlemen. He lives 40 miles off the Texas border, has a ranch and a whole lot more. But, man, he's stepping up and really educating us on what the media is failing to do. Mike, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you, Sam. It's an honor to be on your show, sir. All right. Now, I know you're speaking at the conference coming up on the 22nd and 23rd. We'll be looking forward to meeting you in person and uh, for that speech. But let's get a little bit of a thumbnail on who you are, Mike. Tell us a little bit about you, where you grew up, kind of what's going on, how you got into ranching and all that. Uh, and then we'll go from there. I am a born and raised Texas native. So uh, born, in a, born in Amarillo, Texas, raised in the state, and then I joined our United States military, and I was in the United States Air Force. I retired from the United States Air Force. But as you know, we take an oath, and that oath is to protect and serve our country, foreign and domestic, at all costs. And that oath hasn't ended for this guy because uh, even though I've retired, I see a reason to still stand up and fight. This country's worth fighting for. This, this flag that's red, white, and blue with the stars and the stripes, many have died for that flag. And we see this administration and all these other people creating new flags they think that they need to have for this country. And I'm here to tell you that's not going to happen on my watch. Warriors for Ranchers was founded after uh, cartel-slash-criminal organizations tried to kill me on my ranch while I was taking cottonseed and hay around March time frame. And I managed to get away, and if that wasn't enough, they tried to get to my family and my, my cabins while I was taking animals to taxidermy. Then they even tried to hijack my truck while I was sitting in it. In another instance, I went to a U.S. Customs briefing. They asked me to speak at a town hall. I recognized all the farmers, ranchers, and people of Texas who are suffering, who are intimidated. They just want to live in their, their homes with, with no fear. And I decided to be a voice for every one of them. I created Warriors for Ranchers. I've now been speaking all across the globe, literally, with uh, General Michael Flynn, Clay Clark. Been going to town halls all across Texas. And I decided I needed to take it a step further. You listen to the voice of God. You ask for him to amplify your voice. I mean, I am on the Sam Bushman show. And I'm, he's amplifying my voice, Sam. He's amplified my voice with Roger Stone, InfoWars, and Vandersteel, Still Truth, you name it. I've been on almost every single conservative media out there because God continues to amplify my voice. He also told me he wanted to fight for the children. So to do this, I became an internationally accredited journalist, and I started covering the border because I'm tired of the communist news network, that one they call CNN, exploiting the situation for financial gain 
and creating a woe is me scenario for America that's not true. So I've decided to put on the boots, put on the bulletproof vest, head down to the border and expose this. And I've been doing just that. I have incriminating evidence on the cartel and on the, the coyotes that are smuggling folks. I have gained access to some cell phones with, with data that will uh, blow America's mind once I get it all released. And uh, I'm going to take it even further, Sam, is we see them coming to Texas. We see them crossing the borders in Del Rio, La Jolla, Roma, McAllen, Hildago, Eagle Pass, Texas. But one of the things that's not quite understood is how they're getting here, and I'm about to expose that nationwide. And not only is it not understood how they're getting here, ladies and gentlemen, it's understood more to our audience because we reported on it some, but clarity will come from Mike. But it's also, you got to understand, you know, you can see the people coming in crossing the border. What most Americans don't understand, though, is they're not just going to stay in border counties. They're not going to just stay in border cities. They're going to spread throughout the United States. The problem is many of these people have illnesses. Many of these people have fled their country because they've got criminal records like you wouldn't believe. Many of these people are gangs and cartels and they're drug traffickers and uh, human uh, sex traffickers. And the list goes on and on of the narrative wells we're talking about here. And they're going to be everywhere. It's not just going to be a border county discussion, Mike, either. No, sir, you are correct. I mean, I want people to know that the, the, the Haitians that everybody's calling them, right? They weren't all Haitians. It's very important for everybody to know there's international crime taking place. Many of them were from Chile, and they're throwing their IDs on the Mexican side of the border. They were floating in the river and washed ashore, and we started finding all these IDs. I mean, hundreds of them, if not thousands, of IDs from Chile. They're hiding their IDs. They're throwing their wallets away. They're getting rid of anything that showed any kind of Christianity or faith. We're finding rosaries, Bibles, um, the little tiny cards that are very well known with people in Mexico. They're little prayer cards, like a little memory card for prayer. Why are they leaving all their faith at the border? And it's also very important for people to know they're not free when they get here. These people are held captive by the cartel. They're spending anywhere between $3,000 to $11,000 a person, depending on uh, where they're coming from and, and the price they're willing to pay for the cartel to get them through what they consider safely. The other thing that uh, Americans are, are not seeing is that the cartel is beheading, dismembering, and, and slaughtering the people who don't have the money to come across. And I've exposed that on InfoWars. And I'm here to tell you and your audience, Sam, because I've spoke out against the cartel, they put a $1.5 million bounty on my head, called my house, called my cell phones, beat up my, uh, my cabins, broke into all three cabins, and they left a, they left a statement in the cabins. Uh, they left knives in places you wouldn't put knives. They, uh, they ransacked the place, flipped all my drawers up and down, it, it is literally like a movie, the life that I'm living. But they're messing with the wrong guy. Because here's the fact. You can, you can say all you want, but in the Bible in Josh 1.9, it says, Have I not commanded you? You do not need to be afraid, for I will follow you and be with you everywhere that you go. Mike's version, very similar to this. And um, God will always protect us. And in the deal I walk through a valley of a shadow of death, I fear no evil. These are things that resonate to me out of the Bible. This is a spiritual warfare that they were having. You've got the Democrats who are taking everything that was once right about America, and it's now wrong. You're racist if you believe that uh, there's a reason to fight for this country. You're a terrorist if you want to celebrate 9-11. 
listen to the way they're changing everything that was once right in this country. So just fighting for these farms and ranches wasn't enough. God was like, you're going to fight for so much more. He's given me the wisdom. He's given me folks like you with the skill sets that I don't have to amplify my voice. He's surrounding me with greatness. And now at the Liberty Conference, I'm walking with heroes who are fighting the same fight. Ladies and gentlemen, the Liberty Conference coming up in Utah at the Salt Palace, the 22nd and 23rd weekendact.net to get your tickets and get involved today. Now, Mike, I want to really get this clear. And after the break, we'll get into exactly who's doing it, how they're getting here on the details. I don't mean to obliterate that story. I just want to give you time to really rock and roll on that without disruption. Uh, But I want to really make this clear, folks. Everything we're dealing with at the border relates to every topic under the sun with the battle right now for us to preserve the greatest country on the face of the earth versus those who want to destroy the greatest country on the earth. It's a race to the finish line now. They've exposed their evil hand of dishonesty and morality and deception uh, and their criminal intent to destroy all that we hold dear. And at the border, uh, I hate to you know point this out, but I think it's reality, is ground zero for this whole discussion. Uh, because if you let criminals Absolutely. come through the border... You let them um, literally take up root in all cities and counties across the country. There's 3,000 counties in America, ladies and gentlemen. If they take root in every single county, if they have either one evil intent, which many of the criminals do, and or even good people who may be forced to jettison their faith at the border may be compromised. In other words, in a slave servitude, indentured servant to the cartel mentality, they may not even mean harm, but they may end up being forced to commit harm and when this um border crisis infiltrates across the united states no one will be immune no one will be able to one stop it and two no one will be able to even know who these people are until they've ran for office until they've got jobs until they're in positions of power people amped up we're going to talk about how this is connected to election fraud we're going to talk about how this is connected to the mass mandate in the in the in the jab and we're going to talk about how this has to do with Biden still in the election and what, what I believe his, his new plan is and what this has to do with, with turning over America into a communist Marxist environment. So for all your listeners, when you come back, we're, we're going to... All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. We've set the stage. We're just going to simply let Mike Miller rock and roll, okay? We want to amplify the voice of, cribble, of liberty. We want to expose criminal activity. We want to tell the tale of freedom. And most importantly, we want to preserve this great country. Around the world is widely known. Americans need to get caught up on this. We are the last stand for liberty. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Your call is being transferred to the listening ear. Listening professionals dedicated to hearing you. Hello, listening ear. Who am I listening to? Um, Carrie, but I was calling my mom. Yes, you were, but your mom was so busy, she felt it was important for you to have someone who could completely focus on listening to you and you alone. So she subscribed to our service. Go ahead, I'm listening. Well, I'm not quite sure. Where to start? Well, I can listen to school issues like science projects. I can listen to boy problems, although that's an extra $3 per call because of the emotional drain on me. How about we start with how you wish you had made cheerleader? I didn't try out for cheerleader. Um... This isn't, uh, Mary? Carrie. I'm Carrie. Oh, oh, sorry. There is no substitute for a loving parent. And when you really listen, love is what they'll hear. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Mike Miller. He'll be a speaker at the Incredible Liberty Conference coming up in Utah the 22nd and 23rd of October. Yeah, we can act.net to learn more and get your tickets today. But Mike is the leader of Warriors for Ranchers, a 501c3 grassroots organization designed to help ranchers deal with the border crisis at all levels. One work on legislation to prevent the abuses going on. Uh, to help funding and travel and speakers to tell the tale of what's really happening at the border since the media won't. Uh, rebuilding damaged fences, a whole lot more work going on. But Warriors for Ranchers, one of the great 501c3 organizations to help make this happen. we got to have your support, ladies and gentlemen. It's very clear. But Mike's about to rock and roll, and here's the context. The border crisis, ladies and gentlemen, is key to understand how and why the enemies of liberty are turning America into a communist dictatorship the borders the key to understanding what they're doing who how when where and why michael all right let's go so this crisis is connected to so many things that we're seeing here in america so let's first i'm just going to put it out there in in what we're seeing and and how it's affecting here in the united states we're seeing you have to wear a mask in certain states you they're forcing jabs for for soldiers they're forcing jabs for nurses they're forcing jabs for businesses that have 100 employees or more. We're seeing this. And we're seeing children at school put a shoe and a note out because the kids are getting fed up. And I've always told people as a ranch owner, when the, when the animals know a storm's coming, they start acting up. They start running around. They get nervous. And the kids of the world, they see what's happening, and they're starting to, to take a stand. What I'm seeing is we are pushing all these mandates to Americans. But when it comes to the illegal immigrants, these things don't apply. We had 29,780 Haitians slash El Salvadorians, Ecuadorians, and, and what we're seeing now, people from Chile, that had come across underneath the Del Rio uh, port of entry. They're not making them vaccinate folks, and there's a reason for this. 
I'm interviewing these folks, and I want everybody here to know I am a truth teller. Unless I have evidence to back it or interviews to prove it, I will not speak on it. CNN just throws it out there, and they create a scenario they want you guys to believe that these people are coming over here because they're helpless, and they don't have any money, and they need a better place to live. I'm here to tell you that they are busing them to the red states. Now think about this. The Biden administration stole the election. Joe Oltman cracked the algorithm on the Dominion voting machines. Maricopa County proven that Trump won the election, won in that county. So as we continue to see these things and all this corruption, this stuff's happening at the border, and you're wondering why. We've got child sex trafficking. It's a $22 million a day business. We've got drug smuggling. I've got images of enough fentanyl to kill every man, woman, and child in Texas that came through in a truckload that's been seized. $24 million of methamphetamine seized in Laredo. Why aren't they vaccinating these folks? That's because when we interviewed the folks from Venezuela that come across, they told us they were captive on a bus. They were put in a warehouse where they made them take their mask off. They herded them in this property to uh, create mass sickness. When these people come across the border, they are extremely sick and infected. They have COVID-19, the Delta variant, HIV and AIDS, multiple sexual diseases. They have a bacteria now that's causing permanent blindness, and they're bringing them into our country through Texas. When they come into Texas, they're going through Catholic charities. They're going through these Christian organizations that are basically getting paid billions of dollars from our federal government to smuggle them to every single state across the country. Warriors for Ranchers isn't just me. I've grown this organization to over 20,000 warriors across America who are calling me about all these buses. Why are we busing children from the hours of 11 a.m. to 5 a.m. in the morning while America's asleep? That's because they don't want you guys to know what's happening. There's this drug called adrenochrome, folks, and it's real. I'm getting more and more evidence about this. The children that are being smuggled across, I have children IDs, birth dates, inmate numbers sent to me from an anonymous source where these children are being housed and where they have to beat the snot out of them to get the adrenaline out of their blood to create a drug that's been used by a lot of celebrities in America. Why do they work so hard to hide that? I'm going to tell you why. That's because they're making a lot of money doing this. So they're pushing mass mandates. They're bringing these people into our country ill. We are hearing from doctors all across the globe that this is not a vaccine. It is decreasing our immunity. It's killing our white blood cells. The booster shot is going to be introducing bacteria into the body. You're hearing these things. And then they're bringing sickness through other people. But they're busing them into all the red states. Think about it, folks. They didn't win the election, so now they're busing them in droves to all across the country. And the money that's being spent to feed these people, I got resources that told me, or sources that told me, that uh, Rudy's Country Store, Disclosure, one of the best country restaurants in Texas, got an order for 15,000 tacos. That money came to them through a federal contract, through the federal government that went to Border Patrol. Think about all these little weaves and, and ducks and dives they're doing with this money. But the reality is the federal government is using this money to feed these people. 15,000 tacos wasn't even enough to feed them all. All the businesses of Del Rio, Texas were having to shut down to feed these people. The grocery stores' shelves were bare. The local community suffering to the point where their Democratic mayor had to take a stand 
and shut the port down himself because our Texas governor's late to the game. Governor Abbott's not doing his job as a governor as far as securing the border. He's building a chain link fence and opening the gate because we're watching him walk through. The cartel has control of our border. It's very important for you guys to know that the cartel is who's shuttling these people across the border. If they don't have the money, they murder them on the Mexico side. I have evidence of it. I've got video of it. I've got crime lab photos of all the people who've lost their lives. If we don't get and stand up as people together and speak out on what's happening, we will lose our rights as Americans. They want to own your homes. They want to have visuals on your bank accounts at any price at $600 or more. They want to they look into your life a little bit deeper. That's all control. Wearing a mask on an aircraft, taking your mask off at a restaurant when you're standing up. General Flynn makes the joke about it. It's like, I guess the bacteria is about two feet higher because when you sit down, it doesn't affect you anymore because you got to take your mask off when you sit down at the dinner table. The fact is there's so much stupidity around that and the fact that they just want us to comply. And I'm here to tell you, don't. Don't put your kids in a school where they're teaching these things. Don't put your, put your life on the line by taking a jab for a job who's forcing you to do it. This bacteria is, is deadly. So here in Texas, we had a press conference at the Texas State Capitol. There's federal laws in place about transporting buses that, con- that contaminate or have hazardous waste. And uh, that is a, it's, I think it's Code 49 UN 2814 is a federal law. We're enforcing that with Governor Abbott because they used school buses in Del Rio. The superintendent of the local elementary school agreed it to be okay to use school buses to transport these sick people. And the very next day, they transported kids to school. It's sick. These children are now exposed to that. But there's laws, and there's a civil penalty of $89,000 for the first infraction. If it causes death, which COVID does, is $196,718, I believe, for that infraction. It's learning what can you do to make a difference. This is my call to action for you folks. I'm a dad, I'm a farmer, I'm a rancher. I'm fed up with what's been happening. I've become a journalist. I've done my research. I've grown a team of people, and we went to the Texas State Capitol, and we've taken action. It's that simple for you. Your voice is just as important as mine. You can use it the same way, but it's time to speak up and get loud and get upset and fight for the things that you want to have, because if we don't, in the next 12 months, we might be seeing a whole different America. We all need to stand up, and this Liberty Conference is going to be a place where you are going to feel the love of God and the love of country in the same house. And if you think what I have to say is powerful, wait until you hear from the other doctors and the other speakers who's going to be there. It will be a life-changing event, and I ask this. Don't just go and listen. Walk out the doors and take action. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a treasure trove of information at the conference coming up, but on your radio today as well. I wrote this headline, and I want to highlight it, and when we get back, I want Mike to speak more about it, but here's the deal. The border crisis, ladies and gentlemen, is key to understanding how and why the enemies of liberty are using the border to turn America into a communist nation. That is what's going on. And yes, money is one of the big, big, big um, reasons at the middle level. There's no question about it, because everybody's on the take for cash, right? But at the top, okay, the deep state, the shadow government, whatever term you want to use for the Illuminati, okay, they don't care about money. They can just print it. What they care about 
is control. Control of you and I. And they can't realize their global dictator dreams if America stays strong. America is a nation that looked to God. This is really the Tower of Babel modern day where they want to supplant, replace God Almighty. As Mike says, not on our watch, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Miller in seconds on your radio. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The leaders of the Senate were happy Thursday with their deal to avoid a debt default. They were about the only ones. The partisan Senate vote was 50 to 48, passing an agreement to raise the federal debt limit by nearly one half a trillion dollars through December 3rd. The bill now goes to the House where the Democrat majority will surely pass it scheduled for Tuesday. Pfizer and BioNTech on Thursday said they submitted an official application asking the FDA for emergency use authorization for their coronavirus vaccine for children between the ages of 5 and 11. The Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine has a full FDA approval for people 16 and older at this time. A conservative is shaking up the French presidential election and with six months to go has pulled into second place in the polls. Arik Zemur, a writer and TV pundit, is second in the latest Harris Interactive poll, USA Radio News. On January 29th of last year, I was a stroke victim, but some patients can't even get the proper medication because of stringent insurance practices. Doctor, doesn't seem like America, does it? No, it does not. And first of all, I'm very sorry that you had that experience. Uh, it is not like America. This is not the way it should be. PCSK9 inhibitors, which were uh, released and appro- approved rather by the FDA in 2015, the summer of 2015, uh, have experienced uh, unprecedented barriers for access by the payers of the insurance companies. They're human monoclonal antibodies made by an immortal cell line. They're not little drugs that are just punched out on an assembly line. Wow. Um, but what I can tell you is this, that uh, the PCSK9 inhibitors um, clearly lower LDL cholesterol effectively. I mean, that has been well documented. If you think you have a heart problem, what's the best thing to do? Oh, my God. If you think you have a heart problem, talk to your doctor. The vaccine police are running things this year at the 125th Boston Marathon. This weekend, Tim Berg explains. Runners are continuing to prepare for the 2021 Boston Marathon happening next Monday. Co-medical director of the Boston Marathon, Dr. Pierre D. Hemmercourt, explains how they're protecting runners and staff from COVID-19, whether they're vaccinated or tested negative for COVID. If they don't have that, and we suspect that about 95% will actually have uh, proper cards by a survey sent out, then the uh, then they get a, a COVID test. And if they have a negative COVID test or they have positive proof of vaccination, then they will be granted a bracelet that they will be allowed then. They have to wear that the whole weekend to get in any of the venues. The last Boston Marathon was held in 2019, with 2020 being canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic. Because of COVID-19 travel restrictions, runners outside the United States can move their entry to the virtual race and be refunded the difference. USA Radio News. Back with you, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Miller with us, speaker at the Liberty Conference coming up in Salt Lake City, Salt Palace, weekendact.net to get your tickets today. It'll be October 22nd and 23rd. 
Mike Miller, our guest. Warriors for ranchers. He lives 40 miles off the border, and he's really dug in, ladies and gentlemen, to get to the bottom of what's going on in the border crisis and how it affects every element of our society. And I'm basically saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, hey, the border crisis is key to understanding how they're trying to use this to turn us into a communist nation. The people who believe in global governance, the people who want tyranny, the enemies of liberty, I would submit the enemies of God, uh, they really don't care about money. They can just print it. The middle-level people all want the cash. They're all on the dole. That's how they're doing their bidding. But at the end of the day, really, they want to destroy the greatest country on the face of the earth who turns hearts and minds to God Almighty. And they want to put themselves above God, almost like modern times of the Tower of Babel kind of a thing. A very, very scary reality check, but the border is key to understanding how they're going about their activity. This is the kind of the ground zero of their plan, Mike. It absolutely, it absolutely is. And when you really think about it, and you look at what's happening on a global scale, we're seeing simple things like if you want to stand up for your com- country, do it now, and you might end up having to stand alone. We're seeing that, that simple term. It, it's your time to stand up. Uh, you might have to do it alone, I believe is a statement. It's on Facebook. And they're censoring that simple statement because they don't want Americans to realize that we are the people. We have the ability to stand together, and we are way larger than these guys. We are the majority. But what I'm seeing at the border is this. I'm seeing the corruption. I'm seeing the lawlessness. I'm seeing abuse of power. We have organizations, folks, that that are complicit in this through our government. And our Border Patrol agents, many of them have gotten fed up, and many of them have walked out. These guys – are having to work for a 400% larger workload. Think about that. You get a job, you're, you, you talk about what you're going to make and how many hours you work, and then it's increased by 400 to 1,000%. That's what they're seeing on a daily basis. And these guys that are serving our country, they're exposed to COVID every single day, and they hope and they pray they don't bring any of it home because it's so deadly, and they've got wife and kids. And they're talking about defunding our police in this world. When they're the folks that are securing and policing our borders, our Department of Public Safety officials that lined up here in Texas, in Del Rio, to show a powerful force that stopped the, the line of uh, illegal immigrants coming through Del Rio. These are men and women we should honor in our country. They're wearing a badge. Now, I do want to say this. This is going to come a little sour to people, but there are folks that have worn that badge that have taken money from the cartel, and many of them have been captured. We had a Border Patrol agent that, that makes a bad name for all the rest of them. He was on the take, and he got caught smuggling cocaine. We had some Army individuals that got caught out of Fort Hood, Texas, smuggling bodies across the border. Karma comes around. God always wins. You make a choice to stand on the wrong side of the fence, you're going to get the, the repercussions of doing just that. If you wear the badge, do it for what's right. Serve this country and be honorable about it. Don't let money sway you the other way. The cartel's been known to pay $20,000 a week or higher for these folks to look the other way. But when they choose to do that, they look the other way, it benefits them, but it hurts hundreds of thousands of people because they do it. They bring fentanyl across the border. I don't know if you guys have seen the illustration that the tip of a pencil is very small, but that's the same amount of fentanyl that's required to murder someone. It's just that tiny piece of lead on the end of a pencil is about the same size as the amount of fentanyl that's deadly to a human. In Los Angeles, the fentanyl that come across in the backseat of a car 
there's a video that went viral of an officer who simply just opened the bag, and when he breathed, when he breathed in a substance, it was enough to overdose him three times. If that shouldn't make us worried about our children above our people, drugs are an impression of a poor America. Because when the drugs get here, we have rehab, we have rape, we have murder, we have so many things that follow that. Because behind drug smuggling is a lot of death. And our borders have been wide open because the Biden administration doesn't care. This benefits them. There's tons of money being made. $22 million a day. And I want folks to know this. Children that are being smuggled, unlike drugs, you can sell drugs once. You can sell a child over and over and over and over till I can say that no more. Because a child that's at the age of roughly 20 years old that was brought into child sex trafficking at four, that child's worth about $20 million to the cartel. Now you think of all the pain, all the fear, and the PTSD that that child will have by the time they're 20 years old. But the real sad part is their life expectancy is three to five years. When they're done with them, they don't just let them go. They dispose of them. It's sick what's happening. And hold on. And the reason they do is because they have too many stories to tell. And if we can deprogram them, if we can back them out from their fears and from their uh, PTSD and everything else to the point where we can really get intel and details and places and things, uh, then, you know what, we can call a halt to the con game. And they know full well that, you know what, dead people tell no lies. They know full well that, you know what, you cannot... Uh, let these people into the normal society and let us get a hold of them because we'll be able to bust them all up and stop what they're doing. They know that, and that's why they dispose of them. Um, they also Absolutely. know they're so broken that the average American, if they really understood how broken these people become from the abuse, um, the sensibilities of everybody worldwide would go up. This would be stopped in an instant by the good people of this world. The good people outweigh the bad Absolutely. by far, but only if we're educated and know what's really happening and have names and places and details to actually take action. Right. Sam, I want to get a little bit more descriptive here for people. Please, and this let's is do an it. instance where we where we uh, interviewed a woman from Cuba. She had a five year old, a seven year old, and a toddler swaddled on her chest. She was bold enough to tell us the truth. While on the Mexico side the night before she crossed over, the cartel was picking what she would claim to be the prettiest girls of the bunch. They chained them to a tree on a winch cable with handcuffs, and they gang-raped them all night. And she had to take her children into the weeds and cover their ears and try to keep them from where they couldn't hear the screams all night. And what she claimed to us was when they crossed the border, that person or those women that they did this to, they didn't get to come across. They either murdered them or they sold them into sex trades, what she's thinking happened to them. This is happening on a daily basis. When you go down to the border, if I were to take anyone to show them what I see, you're going to see all the clothes spread out on the ground because they changed their clothes. The cartel's giving them a fresh bag of clothes, which I'm being told they pay 50% interest on. You're going to see birth control pills, tons of birth control pills. And people ask, why would you see birth control pills on the border? That's because these women know that the risk that they're taking has such a high probability that they will get raped that they don't want to have a rape baby when they get to America. This is happening it shouldn't be. We need to put a stop to it. And when I went to the press conference in Del Rio, Texas, the same day that clown Biden, I won't call him president because he ain't my president, when he put Raul Ortiz as a new chief of Border Patrol, I was in a town hall and I got a chance to speak to him. And I asked him the simple questions. Why is it we're not stopping the cartel when they're standing on Texas soil? 
Why are we not arresting them for crimes against humanity? Why are we not doing anything to put a stop to this? Instead, we have agents and officers standing there helping these folks out of the water. They're not helping the cartel out of the water, but they're assisting them on the transport and the smuggling of people across our border who just paid the cartel to get here. Why are we not stopping them? You know what his answer was? Why would you do that? Why would you, Mike, put yourself, your ranch, your life at stake? It's because I'm not a coward. And if you're wearing that badge, you probably shouldn't be one either. Because we stop him, he'll never rape again. I said this in the town hall. It ended questioning. They stopped questioning that day after that. And there's other people who had kids playing in their backyard. Imagine this. They're playing in their backyard, sprinklers, summertime. And here are illegal immigrants that cross the river into their backyard. And the little boys and little girls are in their little swim trunks just trying to have fun. And this dad had to intercept this guy who's in the backyard now with his kids. 3,000% more of these folks are sex offenders. While I was on another radio show earlier this week, there was an Amber Alert. It was another little kid get kidnapped out of Houston, Texas. We're starting to see more Amber Alerts in Texas. We're starting to hear more about people pulling up in, in unmarked vehicles trying to traffic children. And because they're welcoming this in our country, there's, you can't let your kids just out and play anymore. And I want to put a stop to that. And I really think I have a plan to do this. So, Sam, I want to announce to your radio show and to you and everyone here, we're trying to raise $120,000 in the next three months. And people ask, well, why would you need that much money? Security is $3,000 a day for my team. And that's $21,000 a week. That's $42,000 every two weeks. And that's $84,000 a month just for security. We're going to need lodging for seven people. We're going to need meals for seven people. And we're going to need air transport that's private for seven people. I'm just going to put it this way without breaking it to everyone that we're going to make a difference. And this money will be used for good. This is going to expose how they're getting or where they're holding them, where the kids are being transported. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all about connecting the dots, telling the truth. But you got to stay alive while you're getting it done, right? Mike Miller, ladies and gentlemen, speaking in Salt Lake City, October 22nd and 23rd. Yes, indeed. We can act.net for your tickets today. He is on your radio now. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens can a country founded on god-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our creator i believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass i don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character, 
For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Warriors for Ranchers. It's a 501c3 grassroots organization, ladies and gentlemen, and they are providing relief to farmers and ranchers in Texas who are affected by the current border crisis, ladies and gentlemen. They help with raising funds that go toward rebuilding damaged fences, paying deductibles, equipment repair, a, a whole lot more. Because you know what, folks? Um, Biden says there's no crisis on the border, but there are no relief funds of any kind for the abuse that is occurring and the violence and the destruction of property that's occurring uh, along the border. There's no relief of any kind. They're just telling you, hey, it's not happening. You're crazy. It's not a, it's not a big worry or big deal. Well, when it shuts down your farm or your ranch uh, or destroys your private property, it is a big deal, Mike Miller. Absolutely it is. So I'm here to tell you guys that Warriors for Ranchers has seen a lot of damages to properties. So we started a, a Facebook page, and we we're on YouTube, Twitch, and uh, we're on Telegram, a lot of different platforms. Please follow Warriors for Ranchers. Like the page, follow the page, turn your notifications on. I have a podcast Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 p.m., and I'm excited to tell you guys that I asked God to amplify my voice and my prayer. And Rise TV approached me this week, and we're in negotiations for a four-part docuseries where you guys are going to see the truth, but you're going to be able to watch it on Rise TV with their, uh, many of their other amazing programs. They have Seth, a uh, whole house with uh, Man in America, Lady Liberty, a lot of amazing people. But I want to tell you guys, they want to help Warriors for Ranchers. Now, let's get right to it. Here in Texas, I had a rancher call me two weeks ago now. And they're an oil family, and they've had their ranch since 1882. And he said, Mike, I need you to come speak with me. And when God talks to me, he talks to me through other people. So I turned my steering wheel around. At a turn of a steering wheel, I'm headed another direction. My entire day was planned around going to Del Rio and exposing more truth at the border. But God said, I need you to go somewhere else. So I turned around and I got there. When I get to this man's ranch, he has this elaborate oil family mansion. It's ginormous. It's over, over 11,000 square feet. And you walk up to the door, and here's this little man. He's living alone. He has fear. He's got a shotgun near his bed, a pistol on his counter, and a knife on his nightstand. And he said, I have to sleep like this now because I got cartel coming through my property, Mike. And he said, I want to let you know the reason you're here is we found a dead, a dead body on our gate. Right at their gate, they found a dead body. In Goliad County, Texas, Sheriff Roy Boyd found a female thrown out on the side of the road like garbage. I want you guys to know that the amount of risk that these Im illegal immigrants will take to get here sometimes will be putting a small woman at the bottom of a truck bed, 
stacking many men that weigh over 200 and some odd pounds on top of them. They can't breathe. They die of suffocation. And then they throw them on the side of the road like garbage. Folks, this is happening in Texas. We're in the hottest months of the summer. August is going to hit the hottest. Um, uh, oh, excuse me. When we got August, September, we're headed into uh, October now. Excuse me. So when we're going into all of our hot months, Terrell County had to bring in a portable cooler because of the amount of bodies that are being found in their county. Here in Texas, I drink seven to eight bottles of water a day just to stay alive. These illegal immigrants are drinking water out of swamp water, out of, out of very overheated, bacteria-filled horse troughs, and they are taking pseudoephedrine, which is a drug that makes them move quicker, but it is a natural diuretic, and that drug kills them often more than dehydration does. So they're found on ranches swollen. People see the buzzards flying around. They think it's an animal, but they find a body there. This is becoming huge. When Texas State declared a state of disaster, it's after my organization went to the Texas State Capitol representing 20 counties. I spoke in Brackettville at a town hall and asked 400 people how many folks have found a dead body on the property. Four people in that room raised their hands. That's a rarity in Texas. Four people out of 400. One in 100 people. We took that to the, to the state representative's office. The very next day, Governor Abbott declared a state of disaster. Now, let's talk about this. Governor Abbott got Trump's endorsement. That's a big move uh, politically. Trump's an amazing president, one of the greatest that's ever lived. But Abbott, on the other hand, he is a lip service politician. I hear a lot of things that he says great at the microphone, and I'm going down to the border to show it's not taking place. Do we have National Guard down there? Absolutely we do. But is a National Guard simply just watching in the, the gate walls? They are. Now, I'm not bashing the National Guard. I care about every single person in uniform, but it's who's commanding them, who's making them do the simple things they're doing. A lot of them are standing there with a gun with no magazine in it, and they're at the border where the cartel's bringing the illegal immigrants across. So then you've got the National Guard assisting the illegal immigrants, taking them to the Border Patrol processing table where they're standing up nearly 1,000 illegal immigrants in Roma, Texas at night. They're processing them. they got two Humvees parked with their LED lights on the people. They're lined up calling them out like roll call because they have all their names and stuff documented. They're taking their stuff and putting it in a Homeland Security uh, search bag, and then they're tagging their stuff, and they're shipping them to a county near you. They're getting bus passes, airline tickets, uh, Credit cards with a $1,400 balance, and some have said upwards to $8,000 balance. And this is uh, brought to me by one of my customers that runs a uh, – one of my followers that runs a Ross Clothing Center. They spent the debit card, and they had a ledger balance left of $6,000 after spending over $1,200 clothes. So we're seeing that. We're seeing that they get game consoles, cell phones, and what I'm telling you guys is this. This is so crazy, folks, that our government's making them dispose of their cell phones at the border. And that's because those cell phones are documenting their journey here. And I have, I have access to some phones that I've recovered that have huge incriminating evidence that not only are they using these cell phones, these, are, these cell phones are like the last of the journey. They're di disposing of the phones and grabbing a new one in the next step of the journey. That's because they don't want the phone to have all the data from all the different places that they've been. So I'm finding this. Ranches, if, if Sam and I were to get in a car 
you and me, Sam, we're flying down the road, we steal somebody's car, and we run through a farmer's fence, you and I are going to get grand theft auto, and we're going to get jail time. You know what they're giving the illegal immigrants? They're getting unauthorized use of a vehicle, they're getting a hand slap, and they're still sending them into another county near you. The folks that are coming through my ranch, people often ask me, Mike, why is your ranch being hit so hard since you're 40 miles from the border? It's this simple. I have the last ranch on the Nueces River before the Border Patrol checkpoint. So as these smugglers are trying to get through the checkpoint, they don't want to get caught. They make a turn onto my dirt road. They go all the way across the railroad tracks, go through my property, get to the Nueces River that connects to Highway 90, and they have a straight shot to San Antonio. But that's just my story. Many other farmers and ranchers have had their fence run through three, four, five, six times. Their cattle are getting loose. People don't realize, like, when a cow walks through the fence that's a, that's a prized Angus or Brangus cattle that's a breeder, they can be into tens of thousands of dollars for one, but they've got tons of them running loose. They're, they're stealing cars, and the insurance companies are holding on to a lot of them. When they have drug, drug use and abuse to the vehicle when they're smuggling drugs, it's even another step. So for anybody out there who's listening, Warriors for Ranchers is based in Texas, but my movement's worldwide. If you're in All San right, Diego, Arizona, I want to make right a couple of things clear. Yeah, I want to make a couple ahead. of things clear because people don't understand this. There's the border, but there's also mm-hmm. checkpoints on either side of the border, about 50 miles in in Mexico and in the United States. And, and right. that's where a lot of these people are avoiding. Uh, again, the further you get into America, the more people actually care. The problem is right. they're able to circumvent this by violating private property rights. They destroy property yep. along the way, uh, and they're doing mm-hmm. it for self-preservation primarily, right? Absolutely, and I want to, I want to, I'm going to knock on that for a second. I want you to think of, okay, let's go to the checkpoints where we know they don't want to be. Let's go just a mile and a half to each side of those. You're going to have people trying to come through because they don't want to go through the checkpoint. So they're coming through under the port of entries or beside them. Now let's go to La Jolla, Texas. 3 a.m. in the morning, we saw 50 people from Honduras and 20 kids, and the kids caught our attention. So we're on the highway. We just got done covering one of the areas at night. We were headed to a hotel near McAllen, and we see little kids running out into the center of the highway in a speed limit 65 miles an hour. We pull up, and we were like, Donde eras? And they were like, Honduras. And I'm like, all you guys, anybody speak English? And this guy like, little. So we were talking to him. As we were talking to him, one of the scariest moments in our life happened is there is a white pickup truck, and in the bed of that truck were cartel members. And as we were speaking to them, they raised their weapons up, and we could see their thermals. That video is available on Warriors for Ranchers' Facebook page. You can see the whole thing right there. But the cartel aimed at us. So think about it. They don't have a vehicle. They're waiting for pickup. We had three guys in the car with us, and they're aiming their weapons in our face. We were very, very, very lucky that night to walk away from that because they also murder journalists. And I actually have video and evidence of a journalist being assassinated in Reynosa, Mexico. They shot him in the head with the AK-47. They continued to shoot him 50 more times. Folks, I want you guys to understand the cartel loves to intimidate. They love to murder someone. I don't understand it. I just, just do not have any care for human life whatsoever. I have seen and I have images of people beheaded, dismembered, with their head on their belly button, their arms and legs shaped in a frame, and they have a poster board on the ground that they put in Reynosa that basically states that if you speak out against the cartel, if you inform the police, you are hurting our business, and this you'll be next. And this is one of many right. times they've done this. It's We're terrible. about flat out of time. I want to get this across. It reminds me of this book, None Dare Call It 
treason. When Greg Abbott, mm. when Joe Biden and all these people in the United States uh, either are looking the other way for cash and or have these open door policies, uh, they're committing treason. Right. Clear and simple. It's against our laws and they're committing treason, aiding and abetting the cartels and the enemies. And we've documented for 25 years on the radio how the United States government is in bed with the cartels. Absolutely. And so this is serious, serious business. And now it's, it's the mainstream starting to realize this is the case, Mike. Absolutely. And more and more Democratic officials are starting to stand up against the Biden administration. You're hearing that the, the mayor of Del Rio has, has taken a stand against the Biden administration. He shut the porter down himself. And he's a Democratic mayor, registered Democrat. But when he did his press conference, he said, I am fed up. My family lives here. This is my town, my city. And when Bruno spoke, I have to say, I was very impressed at the press conference that he spoke for the people. That a Democrat took a turn and said, look, I'm going to do what's right for this town. And he said it. Everything he said behind the microphone, and then he shut the, he shut the port of entry down. We need more people to stand up. We need more people to take action. And I need more people to go to warriorsforranchers.com, learn about us. You can donate there. And you can go to my Venmo, at Warriors for Ranchers. We're trying to raise this money in the next three months. And we have several events coming up. But the biggest one coming up right now is in Utah, the Liberty Conference. You can go to wecanact.net. You can use promo code WARRIORS to get your tickets. We need to get everybody there. We need to pack this house. It's going to be a huge event. You're going to feel the love of God and patriotism in the same house. Let's go. Mike Miller, God bless you and your team. Thank you so much for all you do. Keep us posted, my friend. Will do, Sam. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Love you, brother, and uh, thank you for always telling the truth on your broadcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Americans are coming together in meaningful ways, and all the normal divide lines are going away as Americans want to preserve the greatest country on the face of the earth. It's a God-led effort, ladies and gentlemen. But we, the people, need to get involved and take it as our founding fathers did very, very seriously. Liberty is on the line. All right, for Mike Miller and Sam Bushman, thank you so much for your time. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America.